0: Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Care, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, the best in new inventory. Great pre owned inventory. With the Sunbury Motors guarantee, which is so important. And a fabulous service department that takes care of everything. Routine, oil changes, inspections, and, of course, the tough stuff, diagnostics, you name it. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, K-Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. And joined today by Captain Panic.
1: Yeah, that was a bad one last night. But expected. Be, well, yeah, expected don't even, actually.
0: Do, don't even know what the score was. Didn't even know they lost. 6-3. Seriously,
1: seriously? Didn't even know. Uh, uh, yeah, you you had your you had the game last night with the spikes. A yeah.
0: uh, little busy.
2: Yeah, it was a good start, but then uh, Jordan Montgomery did not have a good night. And then the Yankees couldn't hit after that.
0: Well, fortunately, you got Herman going tonight. That'll be great. All right, so um... get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> you have not had a good month of July. Your team has not been playing well. No. Uh, very quickly, I'll just get to this. Um, uh, the U.S. has offered a deal for the release of Brittany Griner. Uh, and also Paul Whalen. Now Whalen's been there three years. Uh, you know, Griner may be the big name, but I have I have repeatedly focused on the fact that Whalen's been there three years. That is something that cannot be um, um, discarded. Um, now what the deal is, I don't know. Uh, Anthony Blinken the Secretary of State uh, did not offer details of the proposed deal but it's known that the Russians want Victor Boot a Russian arms dealer once labeled as the merchant of death that's who they want in return as for Griner she says said something about she didn't have her rights read to her like you're in Russia <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm not going to read you your rights. They're going to arrest you. You have no rights. All right. So that's the story on that. We'll see how it goes. Um, hopefully she can get out along with Waylon. All right. Uh, we're going to have Chris Mack today, Matt Lombardo today, Mark Wogenrich tomorrow, the king tomorrow as well so let's get to some of the uh, big stories of the day uh, Big Ten Media Day today with James Franklin there, Pat Kraft there you know I mean look James likes the depth of the football team and he should because you know, look, I can tell you after watching them in the spring they've got, I, I think I went through yesterday, I believe I did this with you yesterday, Matt, where I said Penn State could, for example, play as many as 26 guys on defense? Yes. All right. Well, that's called depth. you're too deep if you're playing 22 of them. I think they could play as many as 26, maybe even 27 on defense that are capable of playing and helping you win. Okay where you got guys that are fresh. The other major story that come out of the Penn State element was P.J. Mustafer. He did clear his conditioning test. So he is going to be full go at the beginning of camp, which is about where, based on being around P.J., that's about what he had projected to me where he'd be right now. He thought that when he got to now, he'd be able to pass his conditioning test and he'd be in. And he does not have the pressure of having to play 50 to 70 plays a game. They are three deep at the defensive tackle spot. With Izard, Ellis, Beeman returning, Vandenberg, the kid who's a great potential, and again, we'll use the word potential until he starts playing games, but Zane Durant. that's That takes a lot of pressure off P.J. having to play that many plays in a game. P.J. can now play, pick a number, 30, 35 plays a game, be fresh in the fourth quarter, and be effective. But that's what depth does for you. Uh, James said he supports the student-athletes and Sean Clifford's discussions. Uh, but then after that, just kind of you know moved on from there. Didn't go in-depth on it. And then there's the Dennis Dodd story, and we go back to expansion again. There really wasn't a lot. Uh, actually, I want to get to Pat Kraft, Who was out there today. James did, and this was great. How often have you heard me over the years, Matt, talk about Penn State opening on the road in football and basketball in the Big Ten?
1: There it is, and uh, Dr. Patrick Kraft is right there with you, as he should be.
0: Right. Because it is. It's bogus. Well, if you've got all these people working for you in the big 10 office and they've got a lot of people working, they got an associate in charge of this, this, It's like, "Oh for God's sake. Is there anybody in charge of like examining schedules cuz it takes like 5 minutes to do it?" Does anybody is anybody in charge of that? Either well, that or nobody's listening. No, but the but the computer says, see that's what happens. The computer says, "I want more humans." Instead of humans putting data in as is what we came up with. Hey, good for you, sport, nice. Let's have a human now look at it to see exactly what's been going on here. I don't think the Big Ten even knew until it was brought up. I really don't. I really don't. I think they knew that Penn State had been on the road. Look, I don't mind Penn State's on the road um six out of nine years to start. I don't care. Five out of nine? Doesn't bother me, but nine in a row, come on. Hey, that's just absurd. And you know what I've said about basketball for years. Last year when they played Ohio State in basketball, it was the first time Penn State had opened at home under the new conference schedule in five years. Five years. Really? You just sit back and you just you shake your head and you say, "Who's doing this stuff?" Penn State is open at home in January. Okay, three times in the last thirteen years. Two of them, by the way, were at the Palestra, Michigan State and Iowa, which, by the way, yes counts because Penn State had awesome crowds there and they made a difference. But three times in thirteen years in basketball, opening January at home, really. Now, I'm not, I don't get all that hepped up about that because the students aren't here, but that puts you at a disadvantage. That means over that time span, you're getting two of your first three games at minimum on the road overall in the conference. I mean, come on. It's stuff like that where you say to yourself, there's somebody that's supposed to be at the wheel that's not paying attention. I mean, literally. And they're doing the old, well, the computer puts out blah, blah, We We put all this data in. I don't want to hear about that. Okay? You got to sit back and you got to take a long, hard look as to what you're seeing. Right? You just can't do the fallback. It's just not acceptable. You got too many people working in your office To not figure out that something might be rotten in Denmark, and I said that with all due respect to Denmark. I know you're a big fan. Oh my almighty! So Patrick Kraft brought that up today, and good for him. Um, He also commented on Beaver Stadium. And he's taken a long look at already the studies on it. And let's get the direct quotes from Pat today. I played there. I've been on the sidelines as an administrator. I get goosebumps every time I come from the airport and I look up at our logo lit up. It's special, it's an iconic building. I get very emotional walking with my two children, that gate opening, my face being on the scoreboard that day. I get goosebumps thinking about it now. I love that building. It's a historic building in my eyes. What I have to figure out is is it safe? That's critical. How long can we keep it standing? That's the question. But you know, if it's going to fall down, then you got to figure it out. We're going to do everything to keep it we're going to do everything to keep that thing up and running. Okay? Now let's get to more of it. We've got to find other ways to use it. Right? So that building should be used more than seven days a year. We have to find better ways to do that. We've got to provide ourselves the opportunity to really generate more revenue off of it. We've got to make decisions and then move on to the next thing. So that's one, that's a big one, because time, money, and we really have to focus. There was a study. We're starting to peel the onion on that. What does it really mean, and what's the next step? I think we'll have the answer to that in short order. Pat has a great reputation of being able to develop plans and making them work. That's why I have a lot of confidence in him doing it. Now the Dennis Dodd article. We'll get to that on Big Ten expansion. We'll do that in a moment. You got Chris Mack today, Matt Lombardo today, and a panicked, and I mean out of his gourd panicked, Matt Catrillo, who's now watching a Yankee season go down the drain every time they play somebody good. I mean, Houston, the Mets. You got a problem? <laughs> you like I mean, that new sound drop? Um, do I like it? <laughs> uh, it's kind of whiny. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's it, to me it's kind of kind of sounds like touchdown lummy. All right, we'll come back <laughs> with more in a moment
2: <laughs> on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay. <laughs> The Big Ten is now targeting Cal, Stanford, Oregon, and Washington in further expansion that would bring the league to 20 teams at least. There was another report out there that the Big Ten is also looking at Florida State and Miami and then that point would be a monopoly of college athletics at the top of the food chain. Now, this has sent reverberations throughout the industry. Television sources have consternation because they don't know how to price these four schools because they're just not worth the 80 to 100 million that the current 16 are going to get in 2024 with USC and UCLA. College athletics further is upset, you know, administrative wise, because how many is too many? This has the chance to wreck the Pac-12, to make it go away. Uh, or at least stay together in some limited fashion. You've already heard names like San Diego State headed to the Pac-12, Arizona maybe to the Big 12 as they seek to expand, but nothing on this scale. This is major news and would have reverberations as I said throughout the industry. This is quite the report there what type what type of timetable are we looking at with this? Well what's interesting Jenny is it would not be included in this current contract that's being negotiated. Sources tell me that that's going to be announced at the very latest before the season in about a month. It could come as early as August 15th. Big 10 folks had hoped it would they'd be able to roll it out and debut it here in Indianapolis at the media days and that's not the case. I think the addition of USC and UCLA caused some people to go back to the bargaining table and talk about things. But this would be equally upsetting because at some future date, if this comes about, the Big Ten would then go back to its partners and say, look, we want more money for these schools. And the figure I'm being told is a quarter of a billion dollars for those four schools to be added to the billion dollars that's already being projected for the current contract.
0: Well, you can only add somebody, in my opinion, that can bring in a higher number for everybody. But we got to take this. Let's take this in two ways here, all right? Let's start with this. Cal, Oregon, Stanford, Washington. You mentioned with Florida State, Miami, and obviously Notre Dame, right? So let's face it. Six of those seven. In fact, I want to tell you right now, you name the Big 12, Pac-12, ACC school, whatever. I would not doubt that most have reached out to the Big Ten. Everybody's looking for a lifeboat, right? Like Dave Ritchie on a Friday night. S I T that spells Suda. I mean, I need a lifeboat, and. They're all looking for lifeboats. I mean, believe me, Cal, Oregon, Stanford, Washington, they're all looking for a lifeboat. Florida State, Miami, they're looking for a lifeboat. Of course they've reached out. Now it's a question of the Big Ten. It's one thing for them to reach out. It's another thing for the Big Ten to evaluate them, but it's another thing for the Big Ten to return the call. I'm not so sure the call's been returned. Except for thanks for thanks for your interest, well, we'll 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 put it under consideration. I'm going back to two elements, and I'm going to steadfast until something changes. A year ago, I said if you're going to expand, you need to hit a home run. It's got to be an impact move. I said that's why you, you know, and I and I specifically said from what school did I say specifically last year outside of Notre Dame, map? Well, Notre Dame. Then if he got that, yeah, but I said, that's that's one. What was the other school if Notre Dame didn't do it? Who would you go after? I said USC. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was a year ago. Didn't bring up UCLA. I brought up USC. Because they're the ones that bring you the brand wow factor. Okay? It has to be somebody that increases the number. And then the second part is, you're at 16 now. You can manage 16. Can you manage 20? And I'm not so sure you can with every sport. You've got to be smart about this. You're getting a gigantic number now, and you can manage it. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. routes 11 and 15. Emel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. Best in new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory with the all-important Sunbury Motors guarantee. And a service department that handles it all. Inspections, routine oil changes, and of course the tough stuff—the diagnostics—all at Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key, which is Eleven and Fifteen Devils Wharf. Online at SunburyMotors.com. Let's see. Peter King's going to the Steelers camp on Saturday, and he is not going to the Eagles camp at all. At least not on the list I've seen. You wanted to go someplace where we would feel welcome. Alright, so that's No, señor! No, señor! No, señor! I have one quick note for you. I find this to be a positive story. It is not a sports story in any way, shape, or form. Studies continue to show that chocolate is good for your cardiovascular health. Oh, my almighty! That's a good thing for me, then. (laughs) A new study finds there's nothing to worry about. Researchers in Australia say cocoa only lowers blood pressure when it's abnormally high. The new study notes that previous experiments have only looked at Cocoa's beneficial impact on the heart under tightly controlled conditions. A new team from the University of Surrey says their study is one of the first to look at cocoa consumption and its impact on the heart in a real world scenario. High blood pressure and arterial stiffness increases a person's risk of heart disease and strokes. So it's crucial. That we investigate innovative ways to treat such conditions, says Christian Heiss, professor of cardiovascular medicine, in a university release. And it turned out chocolate passed the test. There are five health benefits to eating chocolate. I'm just telling you what the doctors say in this study. I'm not telling you go to go out right now and get twenty Hershey bars. Okay? But I thought it would make some of you happy, so I read I read it.
1: (laughs) That does make me happy.
0: Yeah. And really, your happiness and keeping you mentally stable? A big part of the show.
1: (laughs) Always appreciated.
0: Doug asked me about, Doug Birdsong asked me about touchdown chickalummy. I told him my feelings moved every time I heard it. All right, so uh, let's uh, turn our attention here to Chris Mack. Chris, of course, covering the Steelers. And it was uh, the Steeler camp is underway in Latrobe. And believe it or not, at the crack of dawn, he was out there this morning. Chris, welcome. Great to have you with us. All right, Chris Mack, Pittsburgh. How are you, sir?
1: Steve Jones, how are you? Good to be with you.
0: Good to be with you. So on your show right now, what are the hot topics?
1: Well, today we were actually at St. Vincent College in Latrobe uh, for the first day of training camp. Now, we get out there, you know dark and early not even bright and early um (laughs) as we hit the air at 540 yeah so we didn't we didn't really get to see anything in the way of workouts or anything like that but just being on campus and and being there um is good uh for getting a feel for for what it's like up there and with everyone arriving yesterday you know the the talk this morning when we started our show Um, was actually focused on running backs. You know, one, you've got both on and off the field. On field in so much as you know, Mike Vrabel coming out and saying Derrick Henry isn't going to touch the ball at all in preseason games yesterday for the Titans. You know, how many guys on the Steelers roster are you okay with not seeing during the preseason? And I think Najee Harris is certainly one of those guys. TJ Watts, Cam Hayward. Um, You could probably add one or two more guys into that list. You know, Minka Fitzpatrick is yeah. On the non uh, the NFI list, uh, apparently had a spill on a bike this summer, uh, but it doesn't sound serious. Um, and you know, a guy like Tyson Alualu, who's also on the pup list, um, re- still recovering from last year's injury. It sounds like I'm, I'm totally fine with all of those guys. We've evolved enough, I think, to the point where. You don't need to see a guy get, you know, uh, a half, a three quarters worth of work in one game. And um, we're, we've only got three preseason games worth of snaps now. And those have to be used, I think, at least in Mike Tomlin's mind and a lot of head coaches thinking, to evaluate guys. 35 through 53 on the roster and who's going to make, you know, who's going to make the team, who's going to help you in those spots uh, and if you've got guys who you know are going to be on the team and it's just a matter of getting them physically conditioned and ramped up for the season, you're willing to do that without necessarily putting them in games. Heck, look at TJ Watt last summer. Um didn't take part in one team drill the entire summer, let alone preseason games and ended up defensive player of the year and tying the sack record.
0: But one area he's going to have to, this is the first time in his career he's had to pick a quarterback.
1: That Uh, is true.
0: And and so, uh, now, he's not going to come out and say, hey, we're going to do X amount of snaps with this, this, and this. But how interested are you in the, especially in the first two preseason games, the usage of Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and then, lastly, Kenny Pickett?
1: Yeah, I I think you know the conclusion I've come to after talking to people and listening to feedback from others is that the runway for Kenny Pickett with the Steelers is a whole lot longer than a lot of fans think it should be. A lot of fans, they see you draft a quarterback in the first round. Even if you go out and sign a veteran stopgap, which they did in free agency, they want to see the first round pick right away. And that's just not going to happen here. It's just not. Um, I would venture a guess, and a pretty well-educated guess, that you might not see Pickett at all this year unless Trubisky really struggles at some point. And even then, if Trubisky were to get hurt or really struggle early on in the season and say, the first eight to ten weeks, I don't think Pickett would necessarily be the reliever. I think as long as Rudolph's around, assuming he is around to that point, He might actually be the reliever if Trubisky struggles a lot because they are going to ensure that whenever Kenny Pickett finally sees a regular season NFL snap, he never comes out again. He never has to worry about looking over his shoulder is Trubisky going to steal the job back? Or is this guy coming for my job? They're going to give him a long runway. So even despite him having that label of most NFL ready quarterback in the 2022 draft, He's still going to get a long runway, and I wouldn't be the least bit surprised, Steve, if Trubisky has a decent enough year. They go nine and eight, maybe even mm-hmm. ten and seven, maybe even uh, who knows? Maybe they win a playoff game, right? right. Um, and they could do all of that. Heck, they could do everything short of winning a Super Bowl. And I think they go into next off season with Trubisky with a year left on his deal, and perhaps even showing something good on film this year and they pull a Garoppolo Lance maneuver and, you know, and they find they can get something for Trubisky and then install Pickett as the starter after, you know, a red shirt season, if we want to call it that, Um, that wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me in the least. So I think Trubisky more or less, I don't want to say he's won the job already because he hasn't really done much to do that, but he is, he is their, their number one quarterback. And it's, I think he's going to have to fall flat on his face this preseason. And moreover, once the regular season starts to lose that role, I think.
0: I would be surprised if he did fall, flat. I, I think he's going to actually be good for the Steelers. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that's I just, you know, just you know, me. It's just a gut feeling. Guy,
1: right, yeah. He's not the kind of guy who's going to drag a team kicking and screaming to a Super Bowl title, certainly. But with a defense that's capable of being in the top five, despite how bad they were against the run last year, with uh, the offensive weapons around him, with uh, some slight improvements in the offensive line, you hope if if you're uh, the Steelers, at least at right guard and James Daniels, if if they can have all those things come to fruition, well then yeah sure ten ten and seven and a wild card yeah. that's very doable with with Mitch Trubisky.
0: Pickett is to the Steelers in terms of the fans, this is my analogy mm-hmm. to the fan base. Pickett is to the Steelers what. Drew Aller and Bo Prabula are to Penn State. The fans yes. can't wait to yes. get them out there and the Steelers fans can't wait to get Kenny Pickett out there. I think that's it's the nature of fan bases when it, when it comes to the uh, young player they don't know about.
1: Right. And, and you know, the difference being that we know Sean Clifford isn't going to be back next year, right? You
0: know Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Chris, don't be <laughs> don't be so bold. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was that was a that was very forward, a very me, forward statement on your part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Sean we, would be the first one laughing with you, by the way. It's, yeah, Sean no, and I no, have this running mean. joke: who's been here longer, him or me? So it's uh, <laughs> it's close. It's, it's, it's right closer than people think. <laughs>
1: but um, no, you're right. Sean's done a great job of embracing that and having yeah. fun with it. So. Um, but Trubisky, you know, he's he's got another year on his contract, yeah. so I, I think that makes him a very marketable asset. To be honest, to the Steelers next offseason, if he plays with even the the slightest modicum of of success this year. Um, now to, to bring it back to the running backs, because you asked what we were talking about this morning. Yeah, uh, sure. Quarterbacks are going to be top of mind every sure, single of day of camp. People are going to yeah. overanalyze every single throw. <laughs> yes. That's 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 headline. That's a one, right? right? If we flip, if we flip to to a two, or we go below the fold to use some newspaper terms, um, the secondary story is how much are they going to have to use Najee Harris? You know, Najee tells yeah. Rich Eisen last week, I'll, "I'll take 500 carries if they have to give me 500 carries to win." And then yesterday comes in mm. and says, well, yeah, it'd be nice to have a number two for when I get tired. Yeah. Um, and, and also has some sideways comments about having to live in a dorm for a couple of weeks, which, you know, the people of Latrobe, I'm sure took very well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's it, that, that's something that's a, a very... I, I am of the mind that a first-round running back you run his wheels off because you've got him for five years, if not six or even seven, if he's good enough that you're willing to tag him a couple of times. And how, how much longer does a successful NFL running backs career go beyond six or seven years anyway? So, you know, if you can get away without giving him a second contract, then you do it. And you don't worry about that second contract until the time comes Three years, two years from now, to pick up the final year option on his rookie deal he'll he'll do more than show he's already done more uh, than enough to show that he's worthy of picking up the fifth year option on his contract. I think it's just a matter of how much how much tread is on the tires and does he end up, say a year from now? looking like a guy who's greatly affected by that late in the season right. or does he look like a guy who thrives on that. You know, Jerome Bettis, for example, in the at the peak of his career, and I know Najee doesn't like to be compared to Jerome Bettis, but puff. Um <laughs> Jerome Bettis was a guy who thrived on the workload, thrived on punishing defenders. Najee's not as big as the boss was, but he's certainly strong. He can certainly punish defenders at times. And does he thrive off that? Does he become a guy who in the fourth quarter is, is running downhill and linebackers and safeties dread the idea of having to wrap him up because they know they're going to get run over? Uh, or does he become the guy who wears out come you know, mid to late December and into January? I think that's something we find out this year.
0: Yeah, the bus has always been an interesting case for me. Uh, I've always admired his durability. I've always mm-hmm. admired that he would go out and every game, same story over and over again. But I've always gone back to, with him, the 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 negative is the 3.9 yards per carry in his career. And by the way, what did he average in the playoffs? 3.9 yards yeah. per rush. And guess what? Any team that has a guy that's averaging 3.9 yards per carry probably isn't with the team in two years and yet he kept you know uh, and, but i admired the durability it's just the the stats were built was, up because of durability he, he, but not in terms of great production
1: he was one of the last guys i think that could yeah. get away with that yes. right you I, know, that, that's that a good that way of putting it, good way and put Curtis it martin and you know yep. those guys could get away with being 3.8 yep. 3.9 yard gotcha. carry yep. G- guys you're just not going to get that anymore although no. You look at Najee's rookie year, his numbers aren't that far off as far as yards per carry.
0: Right. Hey, great to have you with us. Great you were able to get up this morning and see the sunrise in Latrobe.
1: Uh, well, it was a little rainy and cloudy, but hopefully we'll see the sun tomorrow.
0: Well, great. I feel like now we're into the Annie set here. <laughs> <laughs> the sun will come up tomorrow. All right. Thanks, All right, Chris. Always great. Thank you. So Well, that's what I've tried to tell Eagles fans for years. i tried to tell Yankees fans for the last 13 years. The sun will come up tomorrow. No, señor! No, señor! No, señor! They have doubts. And based on past performance, maybe they should. Did the sun come up today for you? It did, yes See? It's a fresh day with Domingo Herman on the mound. (laughs) Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. It may not come up tomorrow. All right. (laughs) I'm telling you, the sun may not come up tomorrow. I'm telling you. You want to know why? Because Domingo Herman's on the mound tonight. You're just so negative. You're just so negative. (laughs) I think you're negative. I do. just think you're negative. awful. All right. Take a break. Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm.
1: When car repairs get difficult.
0: Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither.
1: We get good. Sunbury Motors your oil change, tire alignments, brakes and inspections. Quick lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury and Sunbury Motors, Kia routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. Mm. Mm.
3: out of auto repair. A lot of people talk about the game of football. You want to be strong up the middle, very similar to baseball and having a nose guard like PJ Mustapher, uh to set the tone. Um, is really, really important. Uh, he's back and excited and ready to go. He he wished uh, that he was ready for spring ball. He wasn't. But the most important thing is he's ready for camp. Uh, we went out to dinner last night. We went to, to uh, have a steak at St. Elmo's, um, like a lot of people, uh, owned by a Penn State grad. And one of the most impressive things that I've ever seen is PJ eight. One of the biggest steaks I've ever seen in my life. Biggest piles of mashed potatoes. Um, Ate the shrimp, I didn't tell him about the cocktail sauce beforehand. And then also ordered a full separate meal of two um, lobster tails that are massive. And he crushed it all. Um, And he said he was kind of enjoying himself because he's passed the conditioning test.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. You mu- yeah. Craig, uh, Craig runs it. He's a Penn Stater. Great, awesome guy. I like Craig a lot at uh, Saint Elmos. And you do have to. James decided not to tell PJ about the horseradish sauce on the shrimp cocktail. I think that may have been a wise decision. <laughs> I forewarn you that if you do go with me to St. Elmo's, of which I don't know how many... I, geez, I don't know how many times I've been. Last time I went was March. I can tell you in no uncertain terms, I will warn you ahead of time.
3: All right. If,
0: if, if you are sensitive to having every pore of your face and nose open if you're sensitive to that it may not be your bag unless you can figure out a way to work around it good to know and it is so good it tastes great Oh.